The Bible Study Podcast, episode 581. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 2 Kings 17. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We don't always know when things are going to end. I was reminded of that two different ways today. One was hearing that the wife of my father's cousin uh, died, and she had not been in good health for many years, but you just never know when the last day is coming. And I was also reminded by today's chapter, which is Second Kings 17, Hoshea, last king of Israel. And it goes like this. In the twelfth year of Ahaz, king of Judah, Hoshea, son of Elah, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned nine years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, but not like the kings of Israel who preceded him. Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up to attack Hoshea, who had been Shalmaneser's vassal and had paid him tribute. But the king of Assyria discovered that Hoshea was a traitor, for he had sent envoys to So, king of Egypt, and he no longer paid tribute to the king of Assyria, as he had done year by year. Therefore Shalmaneser seized him and put him in prison. The king of Assyria invaded the entire land, marched against Samaria, and laid siege to it for three years. In the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria and deported the Israelites to Assyria. He settled them in Halath, in Gozan, on the harbor river, and in the towns of the Medes. And then it was done. Now, I knew that it was coming, and I kept telling you it was coming, and the prophets kept telling the people at the time that this was coming as well. Go open up the book of Isaiah, for instance, and you'll see all of these prophecies saying, because of the sin that you're committing, I'm going to take your kingdom away. Basically, that, that this is going to happen. And yet still, when you turn the page and it's done, it still comes as a bit of a surprise. I think we have that same feeling when you open up Facebook and you see that someone has died who you did not know was close to death. You just don't know how much time you have. Now, fortunately, the person who I opened up and found had died on Facebook was a woman of God. And while the day may have come as a bit of a surprise, and while it comes with sadness, it also comes with the knowledge that she is with God now. Remember, with Israel, this has been coming since Jeroboam. This has been coming since that sin of Jeroboam, the son of Naboth, who we kept talking about for generation after generation. They're sinning in the same way as Jeroboam, son of Naboth. They're basically worshiping other gods. And so it continues, Israel exiled because of sin. All this took place because the Israelites had sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them up out of Egypt from under the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. They worshipped other gods and followed the practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before them, as well as the practices uh, that the king of Israel had introduced. The Israelites secretly did things against the Lord their God that were not right. From watchtower to fortified city, they built themselves high places in all their towns. They set up sacred stones and Asherah poles on every high hill and under every spreading tree. At every high place they burned incense as the nations whom the Lord had driven out before them had done. 
They did wicked things that aroused the Lord's anger. They worshipped idols, though the Lord had said, You shall not do this. The Lord warned Israel and Judah through all his prophets and seers, Turn from your evil ways. Observe my commands and decrees in accordance with the entire law that I commanded your ancestors to obey, that I delivered to you through my servants, the prophets. But they would not listen, and they were as stiff-necked as their ancestors, who did not trust in the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees and the covenants he had made with their ancestors and the statutes he had warned them to keep. They followed worthless idols and themselves became worthless. They imitated the nations around them, although the Lord had ordered them, do not do as they do. They forsook all the commands of the Lord their God and made for themselves two idols cast in the shape of calves and an Asherah pole. They bowed down to all the starry hosts and they worshipped Baal. They sacrificed their sons and daughters in the fire. They practiced divination and sought omens and sold themselves to do evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. So the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah was left, and even Judah did not keep the commands of the Lord their God. They followed the practices Israel had introduced. Therefore the Lord rejected all the people of Israel. He afflicted them and gave them into the hands of plunderers until he thrust them from his presence. When he tore Israel away from the house of David, they made Jeroboam son of Naboth their king. Jeroboam enticed Israel away from following the Lord and caused them to commit a great sin. The Israelites persisted in all the sins of Jeroboam and did not turn away from them until the Lord removed them from his presence. As he had warned through all his servants and the prophets, so the people of Israel were taken from their homeland into exile in Assyria, and they are still there. When it says they are still there, obviously this was written by a contemporary. We don't know what happened to them. They really drop off the scene of the narrative in the Bible and the narrative in history to the best of my knowledge. And all of this, if we were to spend our time working through the prophets, we would see this coming even more so. Hosea, who is told to marry a prostitute as Israel has prostituted themselves with other gods. Isaiah, who tells the people, you go get a piece of wood, you turn half of it into an idol, and you use the other half to cook your breakfast. How ridiculous that sounds, and yet that's what they were doing. And again, this all goes back to the sin of Jeroboam, Jeroboam who chose power over faithfulness. That is still a temptation for us today, politically, individually, to choose power over faithfulness. We need to be looking at what we're doing, and does it measure up to God's standards? Samaria resettled. The king of Assyria brought people from Babylon, Kuthath, Avav, Hamath, and Sepharvaim, and settled them in the towns of Samaria to replace the Israelites. They took over Samaria and lived in its towns. When they first lived there, they did not worship the Lord, so he sent lions among them, and they killed some of the people. It was reported to the king of Assyria, the people you deported and resettled in the towns of Samaria do not know what the God of that country requires. He sent lions among them, which are killing them off because the people do not know what he requires. Then the king of Assyria gave the order, have one of the priests you took captive from Samaria go back to live there and teach the people what the God of the land requires. So one of the priests who had been exiled from Samaria came to live in Bethel, 
and taught them how to worship the Lord. Nevertheless, each national group made its own gods in the several towns where they settled and set them up in the shrines the people of Samaria had made in the high places. The people from Babylon made Sukkoth Benoth, those from Kutha made Nergal, and those from Hamath made Ashima. The Avites made Nibhaz and Tartak, and the Shepharvites burned their children in the fire as sacrifices to Adramalek and Anamalek, the gods of Sepharvaim. They worshipped the Lord, but they also appointed all sorts of their own people to officiate for them as priests in the shrines at the high places. They worshipped the Lord, but they also served their own gods in accordance with the customs of the nations from which they had been brought. To this day, they persist in their former practices. They neither worship the Lord nor adhere to the decrees and regulations, the laws and commands that the Lord gave the descendants of Jacob, who he named Israel. When the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites, he commanded them, Do not worship any other gods or bow down to them, serve them or sacrifice to them. But the Lord, who brought you up out of Egypt with mighty power and outstretched arm, is the one you must worship. To him you shall bow down, and to him offer sacrifices. You must always be careful to keep the decrees and regulations, the laws and the commands he wrote for you. Do not worship other gods. Do not forget the covenant I have made with you, and do not worship other gods. Rather worship the Lord your God. It is he who will deliver you from the hand of all your enemies. They would not listen, however, but persisted in their former practices. Even while these people were worshiping the Lord, they were serving their idols. To this day, their children and grandchildren continue to do as their ancestors did. When you get to the New Testament, and we're getting a lot closer to the New Testament at this point, you will come across Samaria, the woman at the well, and the Samaritan, the good Samaritan, and all of those people who the Israelites won't even talk to. Remember the scandal when Jesus talked to the woman at the well in Samaria. He's talking to a woman and he's talking to a Samaritan. This is who they are. This is the roots of that enmity between the the people of Israel, the people of Judah, and the Samaritans is there are these people came in replacing their brothers, replacing them because they were brought in by the people of Assyria who sort of adopt the religion but are half-hearted. And so they are at least politically, kind of half-breeds. And I use that term because it has such negative and harsh connotations. But that's the way the Israelites are going to think about these people. And at least this chapter will give you some idea where that comes from. With that, we're going to continue on with a study of the kings of Judah next week, no longer the study of the kings of Israel because God is patient and long-suffering, but eventually there is reckoning. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together we can do this. 
With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.